You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So we've kind of got this battle going down in Texas where the governor has said, you know what? We're going to make it illegal to fire your employees if they don't have the vaccine. So they've done the anti-vaccine mandate, whereas the federal government, President Biden, he's going the other direction. He's in the process right now of having OSHA set up an emergency temporary whatever it is. We're going to talk about that in a second as well. But we're going that direction, Texas going in another direction. So your big companies, the big companies that work on the federal level, they're going to follow the federal regulations and rules, right? They're, they're just big. They can't be monkeying around with, oh, well, we're not going to do that. Whereas smaller companies, and including any any of the ones, you know, around 100, maybe over 100, is it 101 location? Is it total? Those are the ones that are going to be kind of caught in the middle. And I think that's what uh, Governor Greg Abbott, that's what he's kind of targeting with his mandate of, yeah, we're not doing that. He's kind of preemptively said, no matter what they come out, no matter what OSHA comes out with that hasn't been tested in court yet, yeah, we're not really following that. We're not really going that direction. So the smaller companies are the ones that are like, oh, which way do we go? You know, the ones with maybe 110. What do we do? We've got the federal here. We've, we've got the governor telling us one thing. We're in Texas. What goes on? And then other companies or other states are looking in going, hey, what's happening there? What is a happening? That's what we're going to talk about today. Got a Wall Street Journal article, and then we're going to we're going to do a quick update on the OSHA acting head has an update for us on where that emergency temporary, whatever it is, where that sits. Before we jump on in, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I own an appraisal company, and I own a real estate brokerage here in Seattle, Washington, where there isn't a lot of reasonable news. So that's why we're trying to create some. That's what we do. I'm going to read the news. Here we go. Welcome. Okay. COVID-19 vaccine mandate fight between Texas and Biden has companies caught in the middle. Why are we reading this on a Seattle real estate podcast? Well, because employment's a big component of demand in real estate. And if people are losing their jobs because they've been dictated, you have to be vaccinated in order to keep your employment with us in order not to experience that separation. What happened? We separated. Oh, sorry to hear that. But we might get back together. In the case of employment, that's not the deal. Oh, we've separated. We no longer need your services. Here's where we're at. A lot of folks are dealing with that right now, trying to figure out, okay, we've got all these dates in mid and late October coming up. I don't have the job by then. Might not be able to keep my job. All this stuff. It's just crazy that we're being mandated that you got to have a vaccine in order to feed your family. That's why we're talking about this on a real estate podcast. Okay. The move by Texas to bar COVID-19 vaccine mandates by businesses sets up a clash between the state and the Biden administration, leaving employers caught in the middle. On one side, Monday's executive order from Governor uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott forbids any private entity to require its employees or customers to get vaccinated. On the other hand, the Biden administration is working on requirements that private sector workers be vaccinated or tested weekly at businesses with 100 or more employees. We're just trying to cast the nets out there and get as many people vaccinated as possible. That's what's going on, right? I mean, that's what's happening. 
that's what they're trying to do. So before we go any further, let's jump over and take a quick look at what is this this. Um, so the OSHA acting head gives an um, update on the emergency temporary standard. That's the that's the thing on the COVID-19 vaccinations that's going to cover the federal employers with over 100 employees. That's all the guidelines for for that stuff. So here's that update. And, you know, a lot of folks think, well, that's already that's already a mandated order, right? No, we haven't even really been able to see what this looks like. And they're not really taking any input from the general public. So we're just gonna have to wait till it comes out, deal with it, then have a bunch of people sue, see where it goes. OSHA is working expeditiously on an emergency temporary standard on COVID-19 vaccination and testing. Acting agency director, we don't care about him, uh, he said on a webinar, the, this guy didn't provide a time frame from when the ETS might be issued, the emergency uh, temporary standard didn't provide a time frame. We don't really know. The White House has said, well, we're, we're hoping for the end of the year, if that tells you something. So we might get this out. I don't know. It's been a month already, right? Because I think it was early September when uh, President Biden said, yep, this is coming. And so we've had a month. They've gotten a rough draft. It's with the Office of Management and Budget right now for review, I believe, if that's not incorrect. It's because I didn't remember it right. Um, so that's where we sit. We've got a rough draft. We're waiting for some editing to happen. Then it'll get kicked back. And the president will monkey around with it for a while. And and we'll throw it out there and, as some kind of order. An emergency temporary standard. Uh, it's what we're doing. So we're considering the scope and the terms of the potential emergency temporary standard as described by President Joe Biden, the OSHA director said, we know that the pandemic will continue to evolve and will continue to monitor vaccination trend data, variants of the virus and other factors that will guide our continued efforts to ensure workers are protected from the virus while they're on the job. Hence, yeah, we can put together this emergency temporary standard and make everybody get the jab. Biden announced September 9th, okay, September 9th, that OSHA is developing an ETS that will require employers with at least 100 workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. What a nightmare. That's all I have to say. What a nightmare this is going to be. Frederick acknowledged that the expedited nature of an ETS, unfortunately, unfortunately, in quotes, doesn't allow for public comment before its publication. We don't know what's going to come out. We have no idea. However, he said the ETS essentially serves as a proposed rule and would allow for comments that could guide the drafting of a permanent standard if OSHA chooses to issue one. Well, they're being dictated by President Biden. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is the route we're going. We do hear everyone, the OSHA director said. We've heard issues from every source possible and are certainly taking into account everything that we can as we move through the process. Uh-huh. All right. So what do we learn from this? They're working on it. We don't really have a set time frame. This might not even be a thing, but the president's kind of pushing it together. The White House has said, yeah, maybe by the end of the year. Not a lot of definitive guidelines here, da facts, data, right? So that's literally where we sit with that one. So let's jump on back to 
Texas is one of a number of Republican-led states with top officials who are opposed to the federal vaccine mandates. The prospect that the federal mandate could apply in some parts of the country and not others is expected to complicate business decisions about vaccine rules, especially companies that operate in multiple states. What a nightmare. This is in a time where we've got massive labor shortages. Is this really the time to be mandating this kind of thing? That's something that OSHA probably not really going to consider. They're going to be told it, but they're going to be like, ah, this is our this is our shining moment. We need to get these standards out. This is what's going on. This is what's going to happen. Employers, like most businesses, want to minimize uncertainty. We've read this before, and certainly this isn't helping, said Todd Logston, a labor law expert at Fisher Phillips, a law firm. It's a very short name for a law firm, isn't it? Fisher Phillips. Where's the rest of the guys? Where's, you got a small law firm? You know how there's always like 10 names in a law firm? Last guy in, he gets added to the end. Other guys in the beginning, sometimes they die out and they take their names off. Takes a while though. Some large Texas-based employers such as Southwest Airlines and American Airlines have said they won't follow the governor of Texas's order. Yeah, we're not doing that. We got to abide by the Fed rules. The airlines, which are federal contractors, even though, and even though the CEO of Southwest said, I'm not on board with the vaccine mandates, don't like it, but we got to follow the Fed, Fed guidelines because they're basically a Fed, Fed, uh, an entity that works with the Fed, right? Most airlines are because they fly all over and they need federal bailout money when things go sideways, right? That's literally how the airline industry works. We need a bailout. So uh, what, what else do we have here? So partnership chief executive, uh, uh, anyway, some guy uh, said most of the major businesses he represents supported a federal mandate because it would take the onus off businesses to enforce workplace safety measures they support and would eliminate competition between businesses in their vaccine requirements. The business owners who opposed it, he said, were largely those with rural workforces who feared they would lose employees if they required vaccinations. Fair enough. So yeah, you're going to have this crazy deal where one company mandates it, we're federal and the other doesn't. They're able to retain more employees. I don't know. It's going to get pretty weird, right? I mean, this could be just a cluster and we'll get into it when we finally see this OTS, right? Businesses, particularly smaller ones, have raised questions about the federal mandate, including who would bear the cost of virus testing? Because to date, it's been free, right? You can just run in and get a test or even sit in your car and get a test. I think I've been tested that way maybe four times. Not bad, not bad, not terrible. Um, I I wouldn't go out of my way to get tested in my car, but... um, None of that's fun. But then when you get the results and you're like, okay, I am COVID free again. Um, so, and, and then we, yeah, the, yeah, then we've got the whole issue of franchised brands and their franchisees. Are we counting a hundred employees as the whole company as each individual franchised office or workplace? How's that all work? Don't really know. That's what we're kind of working on here there at OSHA. Half price books. I like half price books. I think they're good. Do you have them in your your city? We got one here in Bellevue. It's pretty cool. 
Uh, I think we've got a couple in Seattle, but I don't really shop for books over in Seattle because, yeah, you might get killed walking from the parking lot to said store. Half Price Books, a Dallas-based chain with more than 120 used bookstores nationwide, said keeping up with conflicting vaccine rules is a challenge. So, comp- so smaller companies like this, who are operating in multiple states, they're probably just going to work off of the federal mandates, whatever those are, right? All right, give us the common denominator. We're going to go with that. We can't be monkeying around with every state's uh, guidance or restriction. And then if they do have stores in Texas, I don't know. How's that going to go? I, I don't think Texas is going to enforce it. It's a nightmare. There'll be like one or two sacrificial lambs, right? All right. And then that'll be the big news story that you'll hear and that I'll read here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. This poor company, they lost all their employees. Like every other company, we're waiting for more information. I'm talking back to half price books. But when things vary so much and change so quickly, it can be very difficult for any company to keep up. That's from the chief strategy officer at Half Price Books. And this is in a time when, you know, bookstores have been shut down, open, shut down, open, you know, and you've got varying levels of open in d- different states. You just, you don't know whether you're coming or going. You can't get enough workers to cover these positions. And Half Price Book employees, they're right in that demographic of not making a ton of money. And when they're on unemployment and federal unemployment, you know, that's a tough call. Maybe you don't work. But it seems to me the half price book employees that, that I've run into, they really enjoyed their job. So I see that maybe a little bit differently is that that's me just being more hopeful because I like half price books. I think it's a good store. It's fun to look at stuff there. I don't necessarily buy a lot, but every now and then you're like, I need to get that book. I need to read that book again. And you go to half price book and you get it for half price and then you sell it back to them and um, it's half price again. It's quarter price. It's an eighth price. That's just how business works though, because of, you know, overhead. Yeah. Federal mandate would apply to all employers with a hundred employees or more businesses that don't comply could face fines of up to $14,000 per violation. Let's be honest, we're not going to have many of those. We're just not. We're going to have COVID numbers start to come down. This is going to be a nightmare. It's just there's so many different things going on. Yeah, I, I this is just this is paper tiger stuff. That's the way I see it. You're going to have it. You might get you might get a big fine. Yeah, might not. All told, the mandate would cover about 100 million workers, roughly two thirds of all workers in the US, according to the administration. The big thing here is that they put a huge full court press on employers dictating to their employees that you get the jab. That's the bottom line here. It's just a big full court press. And by that, I mean just pressure on the whole system, like a full court press in basketball, just man to man coverage, just get on them. The Labor Department didn't respond to requests for comment. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Tuesday that the administration is waiting on OSHA regulations for the next step. Our intention is to implement and continue to work to implement these requirements across the country, including in the states where there are attempts to oppose them, Ms. Psaki said. Legal experts say they expect Mr. Abbott's order to be challenged by businesses. Well, legal experts also say that the President Biden's 
let's go, Brandon, that his mandates are going to be challenged in court as well. So there's that little little thing going on there. I mean, this whole thing is... It's crazy. Generally speaking, the default rule is that an employer can impose a mandate if they want to on their employees, said Jason Bent, a law professor at Stenson University in Florida. In June, a federal court ruled that Houston Methodist, a large hospital system, could require its employees to be vaccinated, throwing out a lawsuit brought by a group of employees who didn't want to get the vaccine. The hospital system said Tuesday that it is reviewing Mr. Abbott's order. You're going to have a lot of back and forth, a lot of legal stuff. I mean, people are pissed off about this. Okay, so we're going to skip down here. Um, Monday's order was a shift for Mr. Abbott, who has previously maintained that private businesses should set their own employee requirements. I totally am on board with that. You figure out what's best for you and your business. You alone, as the owner of the business, know how to run your business. A lot of folks are going to take exception to that. Well, yeah, but you all need to be vaccinated. Well, all right, but each business operates differently. My business, I sit in here a lot by myself. I mean, I am not exactly on the front lines of dealing with a lot of people for the most part. Most of my stuff is over the phone or on the computer. We're over the inner YouTube. Uh, so should I mandate everybody in my system be vaccinated? I mean, it kind of depends on what their interaction is. And for the most part, even here in the state of Washington, real estate people have figured out how to deal with one another in a way that you can socially distance, you know, that whole six feet, not five, not seven, but six feet. You can socially distance and, you know, open up house doors and not breathe on people and, you know, all that good stuff and figure out a way to make it work. So the announcement of the executive order also asked the Texas legislature to pass a similar bill during its current special session, which ends next week. I think it ends on the 18th, right? Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who presides over the Senate, said it would move quickly to do so. It's Texas. They'll get it done. Don't mess with Texas. The Texas order is one of several efforts by Republican-led states to challenge the Biden administration's efforts to require COVID-19 vaccines. Arizona has filed a lawsuit to block the rule. That state, along with 23 other states with Republican state attorney generals, sent a letter to Mr. Biden in September saying that they would seek every available legal option if the administration doesn't drop the plan. So they're basically just sending up the, the warning signal. Hey, you said this is coming. Here's what we're saying we're going to do. Lawsuit time. Lawyers dwell on small detail, details. Was that Don Henley on his first really good solo album, I believe? Yeah. Sad that um, Glenn Fry is dead. That sucks. I do like the Eagles. I didn't like a lot of their messages. I thought they uh, you know, just sometimes you like the music and then the guy's message, you're like, all right, could have done with everything but that. Kind of like Bono from U2. I mean, Sunday, Bloody Sunday. That is an amazing song. And then you start to listen to his politics and you're like, okay, yep, I'll stick with just Sunday, Bloody Sunday. You can take the rest and you can tell somebody that somewhat cares about what you're you're prattling on about. So, you know, you've got stuff like that, but lawyers dwell on small details. 
didn't really understand that concept until I had a massive divorce. And then I realized how much of those each small details that we dwelled on, how much that cost. Yeah. Lawyers dwell on small details because they have to. Sometimes they choose to. But in the end, if you're paying by the hour, you get charged. Okay, that's just how this system works. So expect uh, a lot of dwelling on small details when the uh, the OSHA thing comes out. The emergency temporary dealio. It's crazy. Does it feel like I mean, I'm here in the West Coast, I'm in Seattle, I'm an upper left Northwest. I mean, I feel I feel pretty isolated. Uh, for the most part from the standpoint of I tend to think in my head that everybody is going through the same thing we are here in Seattle, which is, all right, if you want to do that, you need to be vaccinated. If you want to do that, you need to be vaccinated. You want to do that? Okay, you can't go there. You have to have this matrix of things that, you know, you have to figure on for your lifestyle. Um, but the rest of the country isn't doing that. Texas isn't doing that. Florida isn't doing that. Arizona isn't doing some of that. And I keep hearing these stories of people going to these cities and they're like, yeah, it was pretty much wide open. Here in Seattle, it is not wide open. How's that? I mean, it's not terrible. It's not stuff that you can't live with, but it's kind of getting there. It's getting to that point. Are we going to get to a point where you can't get on an airplane? If you haven't been vaccinated, if you can't show that vax card? Sure feels like it, right? I mean, with all these mandates, you've got the federal mandate, you've got healthcare workers mandate, you've got businesses with 100 employees. I mean, just that that net has been cast and it's reeling in as many people as, as possible. And in a time where you've got the, the massive labor shortage, this couldn't come at a worse time. And yet here we are. And the lawyers will dwell on small details. It's what we got. It's what we're doing. All right, that's it for me. As soon as we've got a uh, an actual set of OSHA on the emergency, God, I keep forgetting what it is. What is it? The emergency temporary standard. Got to memorize that one. Got to burn that one in my head. Uh, as soon as we have a copy of that, I'll be doing that podcast. So make sure you make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. Because that way, each time that we release something, which is twice a day, Monday through Friday, and once on Saturday and once on Sunday, so that's 12 podcasts we release a week. We're working hard. We're doing it. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. Much appreciated. All right. I don't do that very often. I'm told I need to. But, you know, followers are still coming on board and you guys are watching. So here we are. Thanks again for being here. Thanks again for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'll catch up with you soon. Until then. Stay safe. Make good decisions. Those are your decisions. We'll talk soon. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.